Welcome back to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics. I'm your host, Nolan Alexander. Jam-packed pod for you today, in which we discuss both the men's and women's A-Sun openers over the past weekend. Sit down with Alex Peterson and Hootie Takes with Yamani Paul. Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. This is Fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. Brandon Joseph joined me on the call against Jacksonville over the weekend for men's basketball in which the Owls suffered a couple of heartbreaking losses to the Dolphins, had a second half lead in both of those games. Now that Brandon's had a couple of days to sit back, reflect on the game, think about the performances, and look ahead to the matchup now with Liberty with a schedule change coming up this weekend, decided it'd be good to bring Brandon back on, welcome him to the podcast, and get his thoughts on the matchup. So Brandon Joseph joins us to recap the JU games and look ahead to Liberty here on Inside the Nest. Brandon, a couple of heartbreaking losses for the Owls and not quite the exact same script. Uh, I think some of the stanzas were different, but overall it was the same story. It was the same show, the same play where Kennesaw State showed much growth, had a lead uh, in the case of the second game, posted a huge comeback on a 20 to four run, but was unable to finish it out against JU and a couple of really, really difficult losses to start out a sun play. Now that you've had a few hours or I should say a few days to digest the action from this weekend, looking back, what did you think of KSU's performances? So it's funny because I watched the last 10 minutes of both those games again yesterday, and it was very similar, but very different in the same way. And you're absolutely right. I think you touched on it um, during the broadcast. It's how many different ways for this Kennesaw State team. And, you know, just looking back at it, when you make that run, I think that run in the second game to get back into the contest, to get, you know, a lead late, and then to have that wither away, you can't help but just look at these guys and just think, you know, just by looking at them and they go, what do we have to do to close these out? Because they are bringing the energy. And we talked about during the broadcast about them needing to ramp up the energy, especially late in the games and be able to find that next level. And they did that. They did everything coach Amir could have asked for them to do except win the game. And I, and that, that's a tough thing for these guys to, you know, handle and then move forward. You know, the one thing that really sticks out to me is the three-point percentage. You know, it's not great for this team, but, you know, I think when they realized that they need to get buckets, they were able to figure out a way. And they were able to hit some re- really clutch shots. And that's that's a big thing in, you know, major Division One basketball, no matter if you're a mid-major, high-major, low-major, is you have to be able to hit clutch shots when you need them. And I think the Owls were able to do that during that 24 run, but late in the game, it's just when you need that knockout shot. And that's what we saw from Jacksonville. Kevion Nolan twice hit good night shots for the Dolphins and the Owls just weren't able to answer back. It's interesting to me to think about in the collegiate level, because I think you could take anyone on the roster from Spencer Rogers, Chris Youngblood, Alex Peterson, all the way down to Demetrius Reeves, Kenny Burns, any of the walk-ons and go back to their high school days. And I'm sure those were the dudes that when push came to shove in the crunch time, they made the clutch shots to lead their team to success. And at the college level, it's it's always different. And, and sometimes it can be difficult. And you could say the same thing from the college level and you go play professionally, even up to the NBA. 
why do you think that is? And why do you think Kennesaw State has had that difficulty of finding that clutch shot at the end here in the first half of the 2020-21 season? Yeah, is, you're absolutely right. It is amazing how these guys were the go-to guys on their high school team, and then they go to college, and the rim is the same diameter, but they can't get those shots to fall. They've hit shots from, you know, that distance before. I don't care that the three-point line's a little bit further back. Kids nowadays, they're shooting half court regularly. Like, the Steph Curry effect is real. So it is something that's just a little bit different in those moments, but you know, it goes back to what I've heard a couple of college coaches say to me, and it was really weird to me when I first heard it, and it's starting to make more and more sense. College basketball, coaches want to get old and stay old because I think, you know, when you have those junior seniors and you have that experience, the moment doesn't get to them. You don't try necessarily to hit a shot in a clutch. You're just shooting. It's no different if you're shooting with 19 minutes to go in the first half or 30 seconds to go in the game. And I think that kind of lends to it. This is still a very young team. And I think they're learning with a very young head coach in only his second year. So all those factors are real and they're all at play. So I think as they get older and not just from year to year, but game to game, mm -hmm. that kind of shifts that whole mentality, that kind of shifts that whole, you know, system when you're in the late annals of the game and you have a chance to make a clutch shot. It's not foreign to you, that feeling, that moment. You're not trying to necessarily sink the shot all net. You're just, just trying to get the ball in the rim. Mm -hmm. And I think to a certain extent, those moments, it becomes muscle memory. And I think that's what basketball is for 90% of that muscle memory is going back down, hitting free throws, muscle mm -hmm. memory, that you get back in those moments and the clock is not a factor. The score is not a factor. It's just... I'm in a moment in a game and I'm going to hit a shot. And then maybe after the shot goes in, then you go, wow, that was a big shot. But I think when you watch a lot of these teams that are growing and learning, they get the big shot thought when the ball's in their hand and not after they release it. Hmm. I think one thing that kind of makes these results and even the last couple of games in the non-conference from a fan's perspective, and I'm sure the team feels the same way too, a little frustrating is how far this team has come from last year. And I'm not saying this in a moral victory sense, but I mean, facts are facts. The team won one game last year, didn't win a game in the A-Sun. And now you go a one-possession game against Sanford. You have a halftime lead against a super strong program in Mercer. I mean, you lead late in that ball game too. And then the games this weekend against Jacksonville. Uh, you have a second-half lead all the way up to, I think, around two minutes or so left. And you have a second-half lead to come from behind lead against JU late in the second half again so I think if you told me this is kind of a storyline that would happen at the beginning of the season I'd say I'm excited about that I think that means this team is extremely competitive I would love to see that that means they're on the right track but then going through it it's after watching it and feeling it and being immersed in it, it's oh man I mean we're both Falcons fans we know how that is <laughs> yeah so it's really funny because, like, as broadcasters, we're not supposed to be the ones that after the game goes, well, that sucks. But as people who are loyal to Kennesaw State, we go through and we experience the game and we go, man, that sucks. And that's a different feeling. And you're right. It is like a moral victory, but still not a victory nonetheless, because last year you necessarily weren't in these positions. Last year, this was a team that wasn't in contests late. They weren't playing meaningful minutes late in the game. And to see that this time around and yeah four losses where you can look back and go that sucks because there should have been four victories there 
or at least two victories out of that, no matter which way you cut it. And it is a more victory. There is positives to take away from it, but you're absolutely right. The players, the coaches, and even the fans, they want to see results as a results oriented business, but there are a lot of really good takeaways Mm -hmm. with this team. And there are a lot of really good building blocks to move on. And this is a team that's, they're going to shock some people if they don't come prepared to play Kennesaw state. If they go and look at the result, well, guess what? You're going to get a result of a couple of losses during a weekend series. If you just look at, you know, the, the record of Kennesaw state and not the makeup of the games. I agree. And I want to highlight one player that you picked as the player to watch for the second game, and it was Alex Peterson. He had 15 points in the ball game. I believe that was a new season high for him, seven rebounds as well. And Amir Abdurrahim said post game, one of the reasons he was so successful in the game is he played more reckless. And in talking to him, which we'll hear in just a little bit on Inside the Nest, said, Yeah, I wasn't as hard on myself after a couple of mistakes, whereas I was before. If Peterson continues to play at this level, what does that do for the team? Uh, it's huge. It's the biggest key for them because they have an inside presence. You do have knockdown shooters, Youngblood, Rogers. They can shoot from the outside. It hasn't fallen, especially in the weekend series against Jacksonville. But if Peterson just look back at the high screen and roll that they were doing, Peterson was able to set the high screen, roll to the net, and then get baskets. And then when Jacksonville had to adjust and they had to bring help defense, that allowed a lot of kickout opportunities. I think Brandon Stroud hit two or three big baskets off of just that screen and roll because they brought help. So that's really big for Alex to be able to play inside and to play free, to play reckless, as Coach Amir called it during uh, our broadcast. But the way that he plays also, he doesn't get into foul trouble. I, mm. I really love his game, mm-hmm. and he's able to contest shots, alter shots, be a defensive presence, and he's not picking up fouls. And it's funny that, you know, what you'll hear later on in the podcast from Alex is that he's not hard on himself. He doesn't need to be hard on himself. He plays a good game of basketball, and he doesn't put himself in those situations where he has three fouls in the first half, and all of a sudden he's riding bench in the beginning of the second half because they need him late. He's able to be a 40-minute contributor, and that's not being on the floor for 40 minutes, but that's being a factor where, hey, you know, there's two minutes to go in the first half. We really need to be able to steal a bucket here. You know, I know I wanted to rest you, but come on in. Let's get a possession out of you and it's just amazing just to watch his game and how and he's very athletic too I think that's the big thing he was down low and then I saw him sprint down the floor affect the ball on the other end then get right back down the floor and was an influence in the offense and for a big to be able to run the court like that that's huge because Kennesaw State very quick very athletic guards you need a big to complement that. And the number one priority is be athletic, be able to run with us. Mm-hmm. And as we get down the floor, be an influence on the offense and then come back and not sacrifice points on the defensive end. He does a great job of not just guarding bigs, but guarding those fast, small, quick guards also. Those are really good points, Brandon. I want to transition now. And, and this news came out right before the recording of this podcast. The A-Sun has now changed the weekend schedule. And it's kind of to be expected. It's still the world that we live in. The Owls will now head to Lynchburg, Virginia, and take on the Liberty Flames. So uh, you go from trying to head down to Jacksonville and potentially play UNF to taking on the defending A-Sun champions in Liberty. Going to be a very, very tough test for Kennesaw State. What are you looking forward to in this matchup against the Flames? 
And based on the performances this past weekend, in addition to you know what you said about bringing energy at the end, what are some other areas that's going to be critical for Kennesaw State to perform well at Liberty? The one thing I really love is that we're catching Liberty on short notice. I think that's a real benefit for Kennesaw State. No, but, you know, and I think what we talked about in our postgame interview with coaches, it's going to have to be that energy, effort, and all that, but also maintaining that through the whole weekend. And I think, you know, you make your biggest leaps from one to two, whether it's game one to game two, week one to week two. Well, series one to series two over the course of the weekend, now the coaching staff knows, okay, you know, Terrell Burden probably needs a little more rest in the first game, so we make sure that he's healthy and he's ready to go in the second game. You have those factors, and that's where the biggest adjustment in feeling it out, and it's going to have to require, you know, other guys stepping up, other guys playing meaningful minutes, other guys contributing, and I think, you know, now you have that play test. You have that litmus test to go forward and go, okay, this is what we think will work because everything heading into that weekend series against Jacksonville was just a theory. Like It was not mm. done before playing those back-to-back games. You only really see that in tournament play, but at that point, everybody's tired. Everybody's digging deep and it's a different opponent every day in the tournament. So when you get to playing the same team twice, it's going to be roster management for lack of a better term, health management over the course of the weekend. I think that's really big. Also, you know, other factors that go in the game. If the Owls can knock down shots, they can play with anybody. Um, they did a great job from game one to game two of one, getting to the free throw line and making free throws when they got to the line. And that's going to be really big also with the Liberty team. You don't want to leave points out there. You don't want to give Liberty any chance to go, well, we have a distinct advantage in this area. This is a really tough Liberty team. This is a really good and experienced Liberty team. And they're coached really well. But for Kennesaw State, again, they're coming off a series in which if they choose, and I mean this, you know, from a player's perspective as, you know, a group of men now looking at each other, if they choose to grow and to take those losses against Jacksonville to motivate them and not, you know, use it to go, well, what do we have to do to win these? They can play Liberty and be Liberty's toughest game but they can also raise their own game. And, you know, if you split against Liberty, I think that's a win. Mm -hmm. And I think if you come out and you win the first game, that lends a big opportunity to win the second game. And I think we saw that with Kennesaw and Jacksonville. When Jacksonville won that first game, they rode a high into the second game. Um, And I think that's why coach said the first game is going to be really critical. But if Kennesaw State looks in that locker room man to man and goes, you know what? That was an anomaly this past weekend. Now we're going to go and we're going to be the enforcers. There's a distinct opportunity to go up to Lynchburg and to really put a shock into a Liberty program. Brandon, thanks so much for the time. I really enjoyed having you on. Uh, Great job on the calls this weekend. Fun having you here on Inside the Nest. Look forward to having you back. Appreciate you. Love working with Chanel. And anytime you want me inside the nest, I'll be there. If your New Year's resolution includes dropping pounds, you may want to consult a well-star nutritionist before getting started. Following fad diets to lose weight quickly and without medical supervision may result in long-term health problems. Slow and steady wins the race. For more health tips, visit wellstar.org. As we just talked about, Alex Peterson had a big weekend for KSU, 9-3 in the first game, 15-7 in the second game. We sit down with him, get Alex's thoughts on his performance in the teams and what he's looking forward to and what the team wants to do better coming up this weekend. Alex Peterson of Men's Basketball joins us now on Inside the Nest. 
Alex, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. Enjoyed your performance over the weekend against Jacksonville. A couple of tough ones for the Owls. But without a doubt, it's easy to see the growth in this team. Despite those uh, tough results uh, against the Dolphins in a couple of games, how did you feel about your performance and the team's performance looking back on the weekend? Um, I felt like, you know, it's, it's still some things we need to fix. Uh, both myself and the team, I think it's just more so like, you know, as a group, we just need to, we need to finish games better. I think, you know, in, in, in games, you know, we kind of went through stretches where, you know, we wouldn't be as, we wouldn't be where we needed to be uh, as a team. And I think, you know, uh, that kind of caught us in both games. And I think that, you know, as we go forward, you know, we're going to try to finish out games better. How exactly do you finish games? It seems like something that's easy to say and difficult to do. Yeah, um, I think, you know, you know, we finish, we, finish, we finish games by, you know, staying locked in on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, you know, uh, you know, executing whatever coach, you know, draw up. And, you know, as far as defensively, just getting stops to, you know, finish out the game strong and where, you know, where we need to be. Was it difficult with the new ace on scheduling? I know you're a first-year player, but the new scheduling to go play the same team just about 24 hours back-to-back? Yeah, that was tough, uh, you know, back-to-back. Um, I think I think that, that was tough for, you know, everybody. Uh, as far as, like, you know, a body, you know, a body standpoint, you know, getting back right, you know, to, you know, have that quick turnaround. But I think, you know, as far as, you know, our team, I think we handled it decently as far as, you know, just – not really thinking about like, oh, it's a turnaround. We got to play tomorrow again too, you know, just coming in positively and, you know, trying to get another win or trying what to get you, a win. Yeah. What did you do to help take care of your body and your mindset after game one leading up to game two? Stretching, stretching, you know, eating right, you know, and drinking a lot of water uh, was one of the things I did to try to get my body back right. Also, the team did that too. I think the biggest thing for me was uh, going into the second game was trying to forget, you know, the mistakes I felt like I made and not trying to, you know, not really trying to be too hard on myself and, you know, kind of going into it like, all right, we're going to positively tomorrow. We're going to fix everything that I did bad or I might have messed up on today. I'm trying to do better at it tomorrow. Hmm. Well, you had a better performance in games. You had a good performance in game one. Game two, 15.7 rebounds. You were a force out there on the floor. And hearing Coach's post-game comments, he talked about sometimes the more reckless you play, the better you are out there on the floor. How did you kind of feed into that to be more assertive and, and more aggressive and, I guess, controlled recklessness out there on the floor to be able to contribute more? I, really, it was just being a little bit more careless, honestly. Um, I think sometimes in games where, you know, I'm, I'll make a mistake and I'll, I'll, ling- I'll let it linger in my head for a few plays and, I won't really be, I won't really be, you know, as locked in or just as reckless as he, as he mentioned. And, you know, like I said, going into, you know, the second game on Saturday, I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to just move on from whatever, you know, whatever mistake I was making or whatever I felt like I didn't do well. I wanted to just be able to say, okay, forget that we on to this and just, you know, had that, that mentality throughout the game. There's a couple of nice plays. I remember there was one in game two. The other one may have been in game one or earlier in game two where uh, you had a teammate in the paint. I think it may have been Spencer or Terrell, and it was off a nice pass, and you happened to cut back in the lane, and it was just a two-foot shovel pass right to you. It was a beautiful assist, and you go up for the easy lay-in. 
what's it like coming yeah. into that play from the baseline or that cut from the wing? And you can kind of see it happening right before he gives you that last feed for an assist. I think, you know, I think it was just, uh, you know, it was a really, he did a really good job of getting in there. And, you know, I was just, man, really at the time, I was just playing off him. So, you know, if he had just went on the shot, I was just like, all right, well, I'll just get the rebound. And, you know, he, he made a beautiful pass. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, mess that one up. So, <laughs> Listening to the little bit of practice today, it seemed like the team had good energy out there. Uh, how would you rate practice coming back off back-to-back -back losses? Uh, today, I give practice like a, you know, a nine. I would say still a couple of things we needed to, you know, we need to work on, you know, going into, you know, the next, you know, the next couple of games, our next few, uh, next couple of uh, conference games that I think will help us. But, you know, I think today was pretty solid. Lastly, uh, obviously just went through the holiday break. Did you have any New Year's resolutions that you made or New Year's goals? Um, New Year, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be better in 2021 than I was in 2020. 2020 was was pretty crazy so you know I'm hoping uh 2021 a little bit more a little bit less hectic well you're off to a good start here in 2021 thanks for joining us Alex and uh, best of luck on the road this weekend okay thank you for having me we'd like to take this time to thank our proud partner Coca-Cola for being the beverage choice of KSU athletics events Coca-Cola tastes the feeling our new communications assistant, Mateen, has covered women's basketball for the past couple of months. He's got to know this team inside and out. And now we bring Mateen on to discuss the performance this weekend against North Alabama in the two-game series. A couple of late comebacks came up short for the Owls. Mateen gives us great insight. And then, similar to Brandon, what the team needs to focus on with a huge two-game series coming up this weekend. The Owls are at home against North Florida Saturday and Sunday. You can purchase your tickets at ksuals.com slash tickets. Mateen on women's basketball here on Inside the Nest. Mateen, thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest. Glad to have you on to talk women's basketball. Mateen, I want to start out with, um, I don't want to butcher it to begin with, and we've had this conversation before, but tell our audience your last name. Zibana Jadrod. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> You're not 100% sure? I'm not 100% sure. I got to get with my dad. He needs to get back to me on that. All right. Well, we're going to take the short route and go with Mateen. But over the weekend, it looks like the story is a couple of comeback attempts that came up short on the road against UNA. We got to see more from Jashay Whitfield. You were glued into both matchups. What's your takeaway? I think the team will feel hard done by on both games. I think they would have felt that they had opportunities to win both games. It really came down to the wire in game two. And as you said, the play of Josh Shea Whitfield has been absolutely tremendous. She's proven to be one of the best ISO 1v1 players on the team. I think, honestly, she could play any position on the court and do it well. She's one of the leading rebounders as well, along with being one of the top scorers on the team and in the A-Sun. Um, she's going to need to be on her game this weekend for sure. Keep recording. Well, in addition to her, we also saw young players Stacy Jones put together a double-double, Yamani Paul. What does Stacy bring to the table? She knows how to use her size well. You know, she's got her first ever double-double in game two. We're talking about 11 points and 12 rebounds. No matter, my, no matter what, when you add that kind of 
of stimulation to the team that brings a lot to the team and what the team can perform as well what the team can produce and the play of Yamani Paul as well she's doing well on the defensive side of the ball so much of the offense for the Owls this season has been through offensive rebounds and second chance points and the play of Stacey Jones and Yamani Paul is a huge contributor to that Along with you know another huge freshman is uh, Julia Rodriguez. She's mm-hmm. come off the bench and has been electric, has been uh, injecting a lot of energy whenever she comes off. Well, Brandon and I talked about, on the men's side at least, at the end of games, what can Kennesaw State do better that they did well at the beginning of games? And it seems like for the women's games, maybe it's reverse. So for the women looking ahead to North Florida this weekend, come out with uh, a winning weekend or at least a split against the Ospreys, who I believe were picked third in the preseason poll in the A-Sun, what's the solution for the full 40? Well, I think a big part of it is is reducing the amount of turnovers from the backcourt. Amani um, Johnson is an incredibly important player for the Owls, and she's going to be even more important this weekend with the kind of size that UNF has as a team. She's the leading assist maker in the A-Sun, the leading playmaker. She's got 6.4 assists per game. And with that kind of playmaking, she's going to need to be able to to run the ball and play a fast break offense for the Owls so we can try to get through the size of this UNF team as much as we can. What impresses you about UNF? What's something that fans need to be on the lookout for? You've got to look out for Jazz Bond. And by the way, she's not hard to miss. It's six foot four. Um, really impressive player. You're talking about a top three scorer in the conference, a top five board getter in the conference. And she uses her size to her advantage. She gets fouled a lot. It reminds me back of the Hackashack days. And She's unlike Shaq, though, she's making nine out of ten of every free throws. Mm. And with a player like her, what something what a basketball fan may not expect is that she's made 14 three pointers on the season. Now, mind you, she had three for four from three in the first game that they won against Stetson. They lost a heartbreaker against Stetson on a last second shot in overtime, and she was 0 for 3 in that game from 3. But Mm. don't get it wrong, this girl, she's going to be hard to defend inside or outside the perimeter. I'll put put you on the spot here for this question, Mateen. Mm -hmm. If Kennesaw State wins both games this weekend against North Florida, who's the breakout player? That is putting me on the spot. I think I think the breakout player, if both, if KSU wins both games, is going to be. Well, by breakout, do you mean who's going to be someone that I didn't expect to perform well? No, I'd say who has who has just just erupts, leads the Owls to victory. I think it's going to be Amani Johnson. I think. With those two losses against North Alabama, she's going to be extremely motivated. I think um, she didn't have the games that she usually does at this level. And I think she's going to be extremely motivated to to be more of a scoring threat. I think if it's not her, it's going to be Brianna Hoover because she's by all means the, the most pure shooter of the team. And I think if we can be more of a threat 
outside of the perimeter, which Brianna only took four shots this last weekend. If we can get her more involved and get her more of a scoring threat, then the Owls are going to be tough to mess with this weekend. Bettine, thanks for joining us and uh, have some fun this weekend. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me. Atlanta Air Charter has been safely operating a fleet for over 15 years. Atlanta Air Charter's passion for aviation has led them to form the Atlanta Air Academy to train, mentor, and provide a pathway to prepare well-trained pilots. For more information on Atlanta Air Academy, please visit www.atlantaairacademy.com. Available by phone 24-7, Atlanta Air Charter is a proud supporter of Kennesaw State Athletics and is waiting for your call. We wrap up Inside the Nest with Out Network intern Kaylee Mansell and Hootie Takes with Yamani Paul. Hello, Kennesaw State. I'm Kaylee Mansell. She's Yamani Paul, and this is Hootie Takes. With Christmas coming up, I need to know what is your least and most favorite Christmas movie? Movie? Uh, my least favorite would probably be the Home Alone movies. I don't like those. <laughs> And my favorite would probably be The Grinch, but the, not the cartoon one, the, the live action. Classic, Why yeah. is The Grinch your favorite Christmas movie? Um, because growing up, I did not like Christmas at all. I hated it, so <laughs> we kind of, you know, we had a thing, we had a bond with that. So, and then eventually I started to like it. Now you can either speculate this answer or you can have an exact answer. Who on your team do you think has the hottest dad? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow, I think I would say Stacy's dad. <laughs> well, do you know that for fact, or is there some, are you just guessing? I mean, I haven't seen, you know, everybody, mm -hmm. so I would say Stacy's dad. <laughs> I think that would be a safe one. Are you sure it's not Stacy's mom? Does she not have it going on? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the parents are like really young, they mm -hmm. look really good, so. <laughs> so let's say that Santa came down and he was gonna give you a present of money. Would you rather have $100,000 cash or $500,000 in pennies that you can't exchange for anything else? Cash. Wow, yeah. Why are you taking <laughs> no, the cash? That's, that's $400,000 more. No, but no, <laughs> that's a lot of work. <laughs> What's the first thing you're buying with the cash? Um, a new phone. Okay. I'm gonna get a new phone. Okay, I'll get the 12. That's a solid answer. <laughs> Speaking of solid answers, so my show, Hootie Takes, stems from what we call hot takes, which is super unpopular opinions. So I need to know your hottest take. Um, Moe's is better than Chipotle. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. That's a hot take right there, absolutely. This is the part where I give you the chance to shout out maybe a teammate, a family member, somebody that means something to you. The floor is all yours, Imani. Um, I wanna shout out my sister, Blessing. She is five years old, just started school. Um, she was at my game yesterday cheering me on. I heard her louder than anybody else in the stands. So uh -huh. definitely shout out my sister. I love you so much. What a blessing, that's <laughs> sweet. Well, Imani, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. It's truly been a pleasure. I cannot wait to watch you these next couple of weeks. Thank you. You're welcome. Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. I'm Nolan Alexander. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Nest today. We look forward to seeing you at the Convo this weekend. Women's basketball hosts UNF. Tickets at ksuals.com slash tickets. Until next time, go Owls.